Morning, sports fans, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap it off with our last call pick segment where you give we give you our top plays of the day. We got four for you here today, but before we get into those, let's talk about the folks over at Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and the World Cup. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. To get started, use code SHOOTERSON at signup, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. It is available to persons in Ontario only. And most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's start with how Wednesday went yesterday. Four and four a day for plus a half unit. Now, if we're talking about plays that were just on the show, brutal day in the World Cup. And to be honest, we're out to a slow start today as well in the World Cup. But it all started with that Argentina match that we spoke about. Over two and a half goals, they just put up one. But the Saudi Arabia with one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history, two to one. So can't be too upset with that one. The next two matches, I mean, I spent four hours yesterday watching no goals be scored across two matches. So Denmark minus one doesn't hit. Mexico, Poland, both teams to score doesn't hit. The closest chance for either of these teams was Poland missing that penalty kick from Robert Lewandowski. So own three day on the World Cup side. Now, NBA was a split. We went one and one. Sacramento money line. They scrapped out a win over Memphis. Very tight game at the end there. John Morant missed a free throw down the stretch to help that one. And then the Brooklyn Nets are an embarrassment. I mean, minus six and a half. They're playing Philadelphia without their three best players. They've got Kyrie Simmons and KD out there, and they lose outright by double digits. So the Nets are on band list for, until further notice, but just not a big fan of that one. And then Twitter-wise, we put out three college basketball plays that we saw throughout the day, starting with East Carolina Toledo over 153.5. That was a two-unit hit that two-unit play that hit. Then we had San Francisco and Wichita State under 136.5, which hit. They just got to 130. And then Bowling Green, the closest one of the day, plus 17 against Notre Dame. They lose by 16 points. 
and so a one and a half unit win there as well. So we go positive, very tough day on the pitch. And as I said, we started out slow already. We'll just get to that one right away here. But other headlines from yesterday, the major one that I think caught a lot of outlets was the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo was released from Manchester United. I'm a diehard United fan, love Ronaldo as well. This is not surprising at all. After that interview with Pierce Morgan, we knew that there was no way that he'd be returning to the club. A bit of a shock when they announced it, the fact that it's just 48 hours away from Portugal's opening game. But nonetheless, Ronaldo is out at Manchester United. Now, where does he head next? Probably won't be heading to anywhere in Europe outside of perhaps Chelsea, who need a striker up front and were linked to previously. If not, I think he will find a home in MLS. I would assume that we'll see him in somewhere like LA or New York. Can't see him going to MLS unless it is to go to a bigger market and to push his brand at this juncture of his career. That being said, he does play tomorrow in the World Cup. We'll see if Portugal can go on one last run with him in their lineup. And with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. We didn't have a lot of time to recap yesterday because there's just so many games happening today. We're not even going to get a chance to talk about all of them. But before we dive into the game slate, let's play the video. All right, so we're going to start with day four of the World Cup. This is Group E and F, and Group F has already had their first game end this morning. Croatia and Morocco, another scoreless draw. They said coming into the tournament that they expected a lot of low-scoring games, and that has certainly been the case so far. Outside of that England game, I would say that all the games have been relatively low-scoring, and this is just another one of those. Now, my lean was Croatia money line. We had that as one of our show plays, tweeted it out for this morning. So we are starting 0-1 with a one-unit play. But it felt like both teams recently had played fairly well. Um, But this is a critical game for Canada. And, you know, I'm wearing the Canada jersey today. This is the first time that I've ever seen them in a World Cup in my lifetime. I'm incredibly excited for today's game as they take on Belgium in the late window. But this is a big result. The fact that you get a draw for Croatia-Morocco If you can go and take points off Croatia and then potentially go and beat Morocco as well, then you set yourself up to potentially get out of this group if you're the Canadians. So happy to see this result and happy to be wrong about one of my bets for once on the show. Now, the next two games, both Group E games, when you have Germany and Spain playing, I'm just not interested in either of these. I can't get myself to want to go and bet on the opposite spread. Um, Japan's plus 650 so yeah I could go and take them plus one and a half but I wouldn't truly believe that they can get that result in Costa Rica I could probably go and get them at plus two and a half but I still wouldn't feel good about it because Germany and Spain are both going to have majority possession of these games I don't trust either of these poor sides to pick up a point or to even get close to that so I'm staying away from both of these games The one that I will be betting on today is Belgium minus 175 versus Canada plus 475. No Lukaku up front for Belgium to begin this tournament, which is a dagger for them. They still have quality, though. They have Eden Hazard. They have the best midfielder in the world in Kevin De Bruyne. But Canada, they're at full strength as well. They have Alfonso Davies back playing more of his attacking role than we see him play when he plays for Bayern Munich. So I think if Canada can get any result, I'd be absolutely thrilled today. But from what I've seen this tournament, 
it's not out of the questions. If the Saudis can beat Argentina, there's no reason that the Canadians can't get a point or potentially scrap out all three today. Now, NBA-wise, 12 games on the slate for you today, but there is a lot of these that I would stay away from, so we'll quickly run through those. Philadelphia and Charlotte. Philly's banged up on a back-to-back, and Charlotte are really bad. I wouldn't take either side. Minnesota and Indiana. Indiana's covered a lot lately, and they've won five in a row, but Minnesota's won four in a row, and they're slight favorites on the road. I would lean Minnesota, but I don't love taking a road favorite against a team that's been rolling recently. Cleveland are minus eight and a half versus Portland, but Portland have no Damian Lillard, and it is of a bit of a steep spread for the NBA, so I'm staying away there. Sacramento and Atlanta, the Kings are on a back-to-back. They've won seven in a row, but the Hawks are at full strength and at home. Just think that it's a dangerous game to go and try and play. Washington and Miami, Washington are not the better team, but they have won two games in a row, and Miami are sliding at four in a row. I just couldn't get myself to go and bet the Wizards today. Uh, I still think that Miami should figure out a way if Bam Adebayo's in the lineup tonight. Brooklyn on a back-to-back versus Toronto. Toronto's banged up. Brooklyn just lost to a bad Philly team. Definitely staying away here. Denver and OKC. Uh, It's a fade until the status of Murray and Jokic coming off COVID is known. Looks like they should be good to go, but want to make sure closer to tip-off. Then you have the Pelicans minus 6.5 versus the Spurs. Don't love that many points for a road spread, so I stayed away. And Golden State minus five and a half versus the Clippers. Golden State's been very hit and miss. And same with the Clippers with Kawhi in the lineup. I don't think he'll go tonight, but nonetheless, this is a stay away game for me. So the three that I am looking at, Chicago and Milwaukee. I am leaning Milwaukee spread today. Uh, Chicago have won just four of their last 10 and five and five against the spread. Now, Milwaukee, they've won six of their last 10 but also 500 on covering the spread. The key for me here is that Milwaukee have won eight of the last 10 head-to-head matchups. They also have gone under in those games as well. If you like playing those same game parlays, wouldn't hate looking at a Milwaukee money line or spread along with taking the under in this game, but nonetheless, really like the line where it's at, so I would lean Milwaukee spread. Dallas and Boston, Boston's minus six. Again, I'd be leaning the Boston spread tonight. And how can you not? They're nine and one in their last 10. They're six and four against the spread. Dallas are one and nine against the spread in the last 10 games. So don't get suckered in thinking that Luca could potentially have a big night and keep it close. Uh, they've split their last 10 meetings. They've gone under in six of those. So I really like the lean on the Boston spread. And then Detroit and Utah. This line has fluctuated quite a bit. It was minus 10 and a half yesterday. And now the line has moved all the way to minus 11 and a half. It was even down to nine and a half at one point. What matters is that Detroit are one and nine in their last 10. They've covered half of their spreads, but they have no Cade, no Sadiq Bay, no Isaiah Stewart. So Utah have won nine of the, the last 10 head to head. They've split the against the spread. So I would lean the under in this game, given that six of those games went under. NHL-wise, all 30 teams are in action tonight, so we're definitely not going through all of those. We'll give you the ones that we are not playing and why. Boston and Florida, Boston's won seven in a row, but now they're on the road against a good goaltender at night. Don't think it's a great spot. New Jersey, they've won 13 games in a row, but I lean Toronto. I certainly won't be betting them, though, to do it. I just think that the streak ends tonight. Arizona, never betting Arizona on either side. Even the puck value isn't great here. Montreal and Columbus, both looking like backup goalies tonight on bad teams. 
don't love this game at all. San Jose and Seattle. Kakinen's been bad and Seattle are rolling, but I certainly can't take Seattle on a puck line quite yet. Need to see a bit more from them before I start going down that road. I like Colorado, but Vancouver just covered versus Vegas on the puck line, so definitely can't take the Avs puck line. In the same breath, that's why I can't take the Vegas puck line because they couldn't cover against Vancouver, and now they play Ottawa at home. There's no value in the money line, so definitely not going to play the puck line tonight. Chicago and Dallas, Mrazek's going for Chicago, and I'm not signing up for a puck line with Dallas. The Rangers and Anaheim are playing tonight, and the Rangers are going to Halak. I can't go and bet on them, but at the same time, I can't bet Anaheim because they're just not a great team. And then Winnipeg and Minnesota, it looks like Gustafson's going for Minnesota, who's just 2-4-1. They are at home, but I just hate this game overall, so it's a stay away for me. So let's talk about the games that I do like. St. Louis, they're minus 170, taking on Buffalo. Buffalo coming off a massive 7-2 win last night, so they are on a back-to-back. Looks like we're going to see Bennington and Lukanen. And Bennington, he has won six straight starts, and the Blues have won seven in a row. They've also won seven of the last ten head-to-head, and of those seven, five were by the puck line. So definitely leaning St. Louis here tonight. Also leaning Calgary money line tonight. They've won six of their last 10 head-to-head versus Pittsburgh, including their last three trips to Pittsburgh. They've won two of those games. Looks like we'll see Markstrom and Jerry tonight, but really do lean Calgary in this game. Then you got Nashville and Detroit leaning Nashville, but I <laughs> this won't be a part of our betting card, but definitely leaning Nashville against my team, the Detroit Red Wings. Soros is 7-6-2, and two, and they've won six of their last 10 games, whereas on the Detroit side, they've got Huso, who's 7-2-3. and three. Now, Nashville, they've won eight of their last 10 head-to-head, and they've won six in a row against Detroit. That's why I just think you got to go with recent trends and potentially hop on the Predators wagon tonight. Then you got Edmonton and the Islanders. I'm leaning Islanders' money line. Sorokin versus Campbell. Uh, When I look at this game, Edmonton have won seven of their last 10 head-to-head. They went under in six of those games. But I do think that New York, they've been playing better recently. And I really do like the value here. So I would lean the Islanders' money line. And then to cap it off, Washington, they are minus 215 against Philadelphia. And my lean here would actually be for Philly to cover that puck line. You got Carter Hart going who's 6-4-4. Now they've struggled in their last 10 games with just two wins. But that's the same for Washington, which is why I'm not that high on them being this juiced. Yes, they've won seven of the last 10 head-to-heads, but four of those games were very close, one-goal games. So I would lean Philly to cover that uh, puck line tonight. College basketball-wise, there is six ranked teams playing tonight. Stay away from Kansas, NC State. They're 4-0. Both of them are 4-0, but they're 3-5 against the spread and and 5-3 on the over. Not much of a lean here, so I would stay away. Baylor, they are minus 33.5 versus McNeese State. No, I'm not taking a minus 33.5 when Baylor's just 3-5 and five against the spread. They are 5-0, and oh, though, on the under, so could be a lean there. North Florida taking on Kentucky. Kentucky's minus 25.5, so I'm staying away. Once again, today they uh, were unable to cover the other day. Other ranked teams on today. You also have Little Rock and number 11, Indiana, which could be a fun game, but Indiana's minus 29 and a half, so I want no part of it. Tennessee are minus seven and a half versus Butler, but they're on the road today. 
Uh, then you have UCLA minus 16 and a half versus Pepperdine. Definitely staying away from that one. And then some more ranked games were added overnight, given that we have some tournament play already happening. Uh, Creighton and Arizona. Arizona's minus two and a half. I like that lean there potentially for Creighton. And Arkansas minus one and a half versus San Diego State. This is one of these games that San Diego State needs to win because if they're able to produce a result, it goes a long way for them in March when you can say, oh, look who we beat. We beat Arkansas early in the year, and I think that would help them seeding-wise come that time. And then the final ranked game today, one that I actually think has upset potential, Texas Tech, number 21, taking on Ohio State. Now, Ohio State blew out Cincinnati yesterday, but Texas Tech, they are a one-and-a-half-point underdog today. Uh, While I say that I think it could be an upset, but Ohio State technically are favored, but I would consider it an upset as a team beating a ranked opponent. So I think Ohio State has that potential today to maybe knock off the Red Raiders. So with that, we are going to head over to our Last Call Pick segment, sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. And so before we do, let's play the video. All right, this is where we give you our daily betting picks for the day. But Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated and located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery's process lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are out now with their famous cherry whiskey, chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor, and new local candy cane vodka as well. So definitely go check out Last Mountain Distillery. Really love their products over there and a new sponsor of the show that we really appreciate. Always go and support local. Now, as we said, we already whiffed on the first play, which was Croatia Moneyline. So let's move on to our second play of the day, which is the Milwaukee Bucks minus six and a half versus the Chicago Bulls. This is at minus 110 for one and a half units. Almost made it a two unit play but playing it a bit safe. But I do think that this is just a bad matchup for the Bulls as a whole. We saw it in the playoffs last year. They got blown out at times. As we said, Milwaukee's won eight of their last 10 head-to-head. I thought about the under here, but I just think Chicago simply is no answer for Giannis. Uh, There's no one on this team that can truly defend him. And so I think he's going to have a massive night if you're looking on the player prop side of things. Maybe look at Giannis. I know that it's a little bit stale to go and bet on the best player in the league, but I think that this is a great matchup for him to have a big night, potentially a 40 and 15 kind of night. And then St. Louis in regulation is our next play in the NHL against the Buffalo Sabres. I really just like this one because as much as I don't like betting heavy road favorites in the NHL, this one just seems to fit the bill of one that's going to come true. And it's because Bennington, he's been great recently for St. Louis and he's visiting a Buffalo team that they started hot. Yes, they had a great result last night, winning seven to two. But they're on a back-to-back, and they have been slumping before last night. I just think St. Louis delivers, potentially by multiple goals, but that's why I'm betting them in regulation instead of the puck line, because I don't see this game going to overtime. I think St. Louis handles business early in this game, and we're not too worried about this one as a no-sweat bet. And then, to cap it off, we are taking Canada double chance versus Belgium today. I truly believe that we are going to go and get a point today at plus 128 for one and a half units. Everyone keeps finding reasons to tell me why not to take Canada, 
but I am all in on them for this World Cup. First, they finished first in qualifying in CONCACAF. People keep forgetting they got results against the States. They got results against Mexico. And yes, I know Belgium's a different animal. They're definitely a better team than anyone that they would have seen in CONCACAF. But they're without their best player up front. And now we have Alfonso Davies back as well. He with Canada plays a phenomenal role in the attack. And I think he could cause some problems for that Belgium midfield. And I also think Belgium's backline is relatively poor for this tournament. And so I think they can go and get a goal. They can get a result in this game against a pretty hobbled Belgium side. I'm hoping for all three points. I might even sprinkle the money line myself because of the value there. But I think that Canada goes, they get a result today. And then we're talking about them as potentially getting out of the group with Croatia and Morocco in front of them. Now, I know that there was a lot of games today and that we only had four plays. But what we're finding is that a lot of our college basketball plays, which is where we've been very profitable so far this year, a lot of those games, we like to see them a little bit later on. The line movement has been crazy with some of these games. So I'm going to be live betting some college basketball plays throughout the day. That's why you need to go follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. We went 3-0 and on college basketball yesterday, finding some great value plays. I think we can do that once again today. So we will have more than four plays for you today, but you need to follow us on social media to find them. But we appreciate everyone who tuned into our live show. We know it's early in the morning, but it's World Cup season. I don't see myself sleeping much over the next couple of weeks, getting up early for some of these games like Croatia and Morocco today. Love getting up early for a 0-0 game. But appreciate all of you, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll have some NFL as it's NFL Thanksgiving tomorrow. More World Cup, more more basketball, hockey, tons of plays, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on the Competitive Hedge podcast.